Welcome to this week's episode of the Yucky Mommy Podcast. I'm Jess, and this week we don't have Holly. We have my husband, Xavier, the professional podcaster, who's trying to school me on how to do this podcast. I'm Yucky. This week we decided to do it this route because um, Holly is actually moving, which is really exciting news, but we decided to have Xavier come on this week and we'll have her husband on next week, which should be interesting. So um, I reached out to you guys on Instagram and asked for some questions and I kind of anticipated what I knew the questions were going to be like. Xavier and I have had a social media presence now for a really long time, so I really knew what to anticipate. But uh, I have a question first before we get into the questions about what people ask. Um, My question is, what was your thought when I told you that I wanted to do this podcast? My thought when you told me you wanted you can be to do the honest. podcast. You can be honest. I was like, you should have been doing a podcast before. Like I, I asked you to do a podcast with me, and I, I thought you were perfect to do a podcast. I thought, you know, a lot of people can learn from what you do as a mom on the on a day to day basis, but also your personality. Um, you know, people can learn routine wise kind of what you do and Mm -hmm. even if it's not something that they necessarily relate to it's something that people like to hear everybody has some differences and i know but you had another thought too which was like you're always tired you always say that you're doing too much you do too much so like tell me that part of it because guys i do complain i'm I'm i don't want to say a chronic tired complainer but i always say that i'm tired so xavier you can tell me your thoughts on that too the people want to hear like what you're yeah, no, I was I was like, how are you going to add something else on your plate when mm-hmm. you when you talk about, you know, you're already doing too much. So but it was something that, you know, when somebody wants to do something or somebody wants to do something that's kind of out of their comfort zone or something new, <coughs> you have to be willing to schedule out time for that. And I thought that this would be perfect for you to do. Yeah, I mean, it's just an hour a week that I'm able to kind of release some of my thoughts and things. But yeah, I definitely have a lot to on my plate and stuff, but I this has kind of been a really good outlet for me to uh, <laughs> let out some things. Okay, so let's kind of rewind, and a couple questions came through about how we met, mm. and Xavier and I, Xavier has a bit of a, a story to tell, but I figured I wrote out here kind of our quick timeline, and then you can kind of give how we met if you want to give your variation of it that's fine well there's only one variation of how we met there's only one one way you guys will hear this awesome story and then for the the people listening that know me will know the truth but okay quick story so we met in may of 2011 xavier friend zoned me in august of 2011 then we began dating in september of 2011 we got engaged in december of 2015 Married in December of 2016, our first kid in 2018, second kid in 2019, third kid in 2021, and here we are in 2023, dream home, second home, living it up. So that was a quick synopsis. So we've been together for 12 years. Yeah, it's been I, like a long we were time. two. I met him, guys. Um, I had was 21. Xavier was, I think, 23 or going to be 23. Yeah, we were young and little. So, okay, so yes, we met in the summer of 2011. Um, My story is, a friend asked me to go to a baseball game that her boyfriend at the time was playing against Xavier. Mm -hmm. Um, I had just come out of a relationship. Uh, The good old dating website back in the day was Facebook. 
I added Xavier on Facebook because I saw his swag. <laughs> what are you laughing about? His cute pic on the Jumbotron, mm -hmm. you know, and I think he hit a home run that day. So I was like, I'm only going to, you know, be Probably. a home run hitter. So, um, no, just kidding. So then I added him on Facebook and Xavier wrote on my wall. I deleted it, wrote him a DM, private message, whatever you want to call it. And the rest is history. Yeah, What's but your before, story? Before you had added me on Facebook, if you remember at the game, the thing about the minor leagues. If you guys could see my face right especially now. Especially in single A, there's not many fans in the stands. Okay, yeah. So just so people listening who don't know, Xavier is a retired major league baseball player now. But in baseball, there's like, there's rookie ball, single yeah, A, double. Levels. There's multiple levels before you make it to the big leagues. And Xavier was at the second lowest level yeah i was in i was it. in high a which yeah. is right before double a yeah. so and i had just been sent back down to high a i so, was in double a for a little bit so he was at the higher down. level in a different state and literally the day probably before i went to the game you got sent down so i call that fate because you didn't want to be there i didn't want to be at that game surely enough but yeah. i went okay. well what i call fate was you know there being nobody really in the stands yes. and there's a couple of good looking girls and yes. you know from where i'm at at first base i'm seeing okay there's never really any good looking girls in the stands okay. and then i saw you and i was like wow she's pretty cute and lo and behold <laughs> lo and behold here it goes guys when I, <laughs> well, when I came up to the plate uh -huh. in the third inning oh third inning you remember when it was yeah the so third this must inning, have been when you hit the home run this was in I the bottom of the you. third yeah. and all of a sudden i felt something hit my shoulder my father please don't listen <laughs> to this, this is such a lie what do you mean how are you going to tell these people to say the truth go ahead what i felt something hit my shoulder and i had looked back and I noticed some girls were giggling in the stands and obviously didn't know who you were at the time. But also when I looked back, I saw a pair of underwears and a pair of bra and a, and a bra. Oh, so you added to the story. It used to be, he used to call them panties. He didn't even call them underwear. Now I also threw my bra at you. I didn't know what type of G-string, whatever it was <gasps> on the floor that had the phone number you on it. So, okay, okay. Now that's it. You don't need to tell anymore. For the people that truly know me that are listening to this or my friends, yes, know that I, guys, I Five, am the six, most, one. I, okay, I am the most prude, straight, square there is, and that is something that I would never do, and Xavier knows. Well, there's some wishes, certain things that you wishes, would do for love. He wishes that I was that girl, but I would never be that girl. Okay, so... The quick story, yes, how we met, it was a game. I went to a game, social media, and um, like I said. Hey, you guys know what story to He believe. friend zoned me. It was summer fling. I'll give that really quick story. We were dating at that point two months. I was at his town home, and he got a phone call from a host parent, and she asked what he was doing. And he was like, I'm just hanging out with my friend, Jessica. Friend. And I was like, wow, okay, two months in, and he's calling me a friend, and I literally just got up, stormed, and left. And that was where the friend zone happened. And then um, a month later, the rest is Well, history. I hadn't asked you to be my girlfriend yet, so... But I was just not a friend. So what are you supposed to say in that sense? I'm hanging out with a girl that I enjoy spending time with, Jessica. <laughs> not my friend. That, might, that sounds worse than, than my friend. I don't know. Anyways, so that was... That's a question for the audience. Okay. What are you supposed to say if you've been dating a girl, you haven't asked her to a be your girlfriend? A girl I'm dating. Yet? How about a girl I'm dating? 
Well, maybe they don't need to know all that type of information. Okay, so you resort to a friend and I stormed off out of your apartment and the rest But of the what if you don't really know that that's dating? We've been... Where we were together for two months. We, I saw you every so, day. But everybody defines dating as different. So, you know, maybe somebody is thinking, okay, we're talking and they don't want to put the dating actually Okay, well, on I was it. butthurt. And, yes, the rest is history. Obviously, a month later, I flew out to California for Xavier's birthday, asked me to be his girlfriend, and it's been history ever since. We've, <clears throat> I think I wrote, like, we have two, we've, we have three kids, two houses. We've lived in, what, a couple countries, and a lot's happened. So I think the main gist of what people have asked, um, it was how we met, and you know, the, what we were really good at at highlighting on our social media and what we do is life as a family, right? Like we're a team, we work together, you travel a lot. I think our whole, basically out of the 13 years that we've been together, I think we've only really solidly been together one year and that was 2020. Um, I think we've just been used to this travel situation. So the main question here I think that we can really hone in on is talk about how marriage changes after kids and staying intimate after having kids. So I think those two kind of go in hand. That's personal. Because I think intimacy changes after having kids. I think that's something that is a change that happens after kids. But let's talk about changes that happen after kids. But let me start really quick. Because okay. I think before we had kids, we talked about how kids are gonna change our lives, but how we didn't want it to just change who we are as a couple and as a marriage. So I think that we've kept that at the forefront of our marriage. So now I'll let you kind of Talk about that really, you know, how do you think that our marriage has changed after kids, good or bad or indifferent? Uh, obviously, it's been better. Mm -hmm. I, I like the aspect of, you know, I grew up always seeing my father and seeing my parents and how they reacted with kids and how they act around us. And that was something I always wanted. Right. So I think that was it, it's different when that's something that you're kind of prepared for. I felt like I was as prepared for, to be a father as possible and right. wanting to be, you know, the head of a household and, and really wanting to raise up children. And um, I think that they've shown us how to love more, how to be Grace. more uh, affectionate, more emotional, um, you know, looking at them and seeing some of us. Um, I think the biggest change for me personally is, is kind of an idea of, you know, when you're not, when you're not, having a family you're so focused on each other and now you have to be more focused on everybody else's needs in the right, family right. and kind of put them above yourself and that's that's a tough transition to go through a lot of times it's not easy to do so, <laughs> i think it's tougher for men yeah i mean it, yeah it's definitely not especially as someone who was focused on a sport for their whole life and trying to get myself better and and do this one thing extremely mm -hmm. well so i think but in marriage in totality, I think it's taught me how to love more, how to be more aware of being in the moment. Um, sure. You know, that's one of the things that you always kind of learn every single day is, okay, what can I do to be more in the moment? Especially, yeah. you know, you mentioned it, we travel a lot. Like yeah. I've traveled a lot. So I think that's important. And those lessons um, I'm still learning today, mm -hmm. you know, and that I think that strengthens your marriage. For sure. I think we're the rare case, and I think I can say this wholeheartedly, that Xavier and I both grew up in a two-parent household, um, and I think that, that to have a marriage where both people's, in both parents, grandparents in this case to our kids, have been married for 45-plus years, and that's rare in today's, you know, that's a really tough statistic to swallow. So I think Xavier and I <coughs> grew up with a really good um 
model and we don't take that for granted. Um, both of our fathers traveled a lot, so we saw a lot fall on our mothers. And it's funny because the apple doesn't fall far from the tree in our marriage where Xavier's been traveling a lot. But I think where we've been able to, um, the changes is that it's a lot of sacrifice, right? And yeah. I don't see that. Sometimes I see it as selfishness on Xavier's part, but I have to kind of shift mindset and, and think it's more of a sacrifice. But I think realizing that God is first and then our marriage, ourselves, and then our children, I think has really what has changed for the better and understanding that if we're, if we're centered with our faith, but really centered with each other, then the house is good. So I think that's kind of what has really um, changed and empowered us to be really strong in our marriage and seeing and being able to navigate changes in our marriage because it was inevitable, um, but really staying at the forefront of each other first and then our, mar- our kids. I know that that's not for everybody. But something that has changed in a question that we got is intimacy. Mm. And I think it's just intimacy is seen differently now when you have children. I don't think we've lacked intimacy in our marriage whatsoever, considering that we had three kids in three years. Um, but I think women and men see intimacy different. Um, so maybe we could talk about that in a sense of like, yeah, intimacy has changed because time is a little different. When you hit the, hit the bed at night, we're exhausted, mm-hmm. but we see intimacy differently. I'm a time kind of girl. I think intimacy is just spending time together and you telling me that I'm doing a really good job. I think that that's just the pure value of intimacy for me where we know men for the most part is physical touch and that's okay but being able to navigate that so how do you think it's kind of changed maybe you can talk in the bedroom if you want but outside of the bedroom or just in general the intimacy aspect yeah i think intimacy is not just obviously in the bedroom i don't think it's Mm -hmm. just physical touch i think that it's evolved um (coughs) i think that you know, learning those little things, like you, like you mentioned, being able to tell you something that you want to hear um, that maybe end up putting you in the mood later on For down sure. the road. For sure. We talked about, I was just at the hair salon and I was literally, we were just talking about that. I was like, tell me, tell me how great I did today and then squeeze my butt and you'll get whatever you want. But men don't understand that concept and I know women listening to this would be like, if you just told me how beautiful I am and what a good mom I am, you'll get whatever you want. I mean, that's, you know, just yeah. for lack of better words. But men don't have that. And that's just how we are orchestrated. Well, I also think like family a lot of times, and maybe this is an excuse, but family, when you have three kids and life becomes a little bit busier, sometimes your thoughts don't go to, at least speaking for myself, sometimes your thoughts don't go towards what somebody needs to hear or what somebody needs to feel for intimacy. A lot of times... You're thinking about, okay, did I do something for the kids that I should have done? Or what did I forget throughout the course of the day? Right. And maybe that's something that distracts in that area. So I think it's, if, if we're talking about intimacy, there's has to be now more of a focus towards making sure that that's a priority and instead that, of that just naturally happen, coming because yeah. that, that happens when you don't have kids. It's just more natural because it's just you and right. you and your other person. But when you have kids, it needs to be more of a priority to make sure that that other person is feeling wanted, right. needed, and sure. like you guys are one. I think, too, for us, the intimacy aspect when it comes to the physicality is that Xavier and I have set really big boundaries when it comes to routine in the nighttime. So, like, we allow ourselves to be alone with no kids in our bed by 8.30 p.m. On a, on a good night, you know? So, like, <coughs> I know a lot of parents struggle with routine, but that's something that we've really like there's no kids in our bedroom like that's just something that xavier and yeah, i have, you sleep naked so 
oh my God, he wishes. <laughs> we would have a lot more intimacy if I did, right? We don't have any kids in our bed. We don't co-sleep. And I know that co-sleeping and things like that of that nature are for other people, but that's not for us. And we set that boundary from the beginning so that when those opportunities yeah, to be, be tough to have more intimacy, intimacy for sure. So I think that is something that we've, um, we've established. And it's not just because we need to be intimate with each other, but my brain sometimes needs to be stimulated or we need to talk about ideas at night or Xavier's what we're doing for the weekend, just like that type of conversation is another level, like I said, of intimacy and having that alone time. For us, just having alone time every single night, we know mm -hmm. that's an intimate part of our marriage and our life. So, um, and intimacy could be, you said a word, uh, you know, stimulate. Like, for 1,000%. If sometimes, too, though, if you're overstimulated by <laughs> other things. That's a whole other conversation. You may not, you know, it may be tough to get to that place. So I think as moms, fathers are, I don't think, are never over, overstimulated when it comes to the home life. I think you can be overstimulated when it comes to work. No, I, th I think that that's, no, that's not true. Because a lot of times, but, you, a lot of times work for, for men goes into to home like you thinking about the things that you want to do for work and then a lot of times that can go whether if you're working at I know, home but you're not you're overstimulated doing... to make sure the kids took their medicine no, to make sure their clothes are out not for true. school that every every you're, oh, now you're putting Lord, now mercy. you're just putting put a, a guy in their own everybody's okay. different I mean, but you don't you worry don't, about those but, things ever. You just get you to do, like go no, to sleep. No, you do and, worry about those things. You do. You, or you, you just know it, I got it. It may not be as active as I should doing some of the things that maybe you're doing, but I still think about those things that are occurring. Like uh, something that happens to one of the kids, like Xander has the bump on his head right now. And that may be something that I'm thinking about as to, okay, that may be something worrying me or something that... No, what I can understand, I do but I to do that's different like, than overstimulation. Like I'm making sure yeah, the kids no, are eating and the kids are. Yeah, but that's 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 anything that the kids are doing. I I want to make sure Zeke is being able to go outside and run around and stay healthy. I want to make sure that they're eating the right things. If I'm thinking about those things, maybe I'm not taking the same action you are, but that can still be overstimulating. I think, uh, I think the difference here is that like like yesterday, for example, you were gone for six hours, right? You just yeah. got up and left. You don't have to worry to make sure that Yudith was coming at the right time. That she was like. None of those things, like right now, we're going to Disney in two hours. You don't have to make sure that the kids are packed, that they have all their clothes. It's just a different level of, and that's okay There's because that's your it's role. It's a different thought process. <laughs> that's your role. And I, in our house, that's just the role that and we're blessed to have help here, but... I mean, I think overstimulate. Yeah, I think there's levels of overstimulation. But. I just don't want it there to be said that men can't be overstimulated by stuff that happens at home. The that household. I don't think you're. Men, every man is different. There's men okay. that do the household, right. all the household things. Yeah, and there's also women like me who are overstimulated with work and the house. And I both. I agree. I'm I'm just saying I don't want it to be said that men can't be overstimulated the same way men women can. Okay, we can agree to disagree, guys. Here. We can ask that one as well with, you know, how you guys feel about men being overstimulated. All right, question. Um, we kind of already answered, how do we keep the dating stage? I think that's, we already kind of talked about that in a way. Um, we make time for each other. I think that's just what it comes down to. And we, whether he's setting a date. Well, we try to go on dates. I yeah, mean, that's. For sure. At least we probably go, if not, like sometimes it's once a week, sometimes once every other week, but at least two times a month for sure. What is your favorite My thing? favorite date is just going to first watch and going on breakfast we, Oh, actually, we've had two dates this week. Yeah, that's what I like. We've had two dates this week, guys. What is your favorite thing about Jess and your least favorite thing about Jess? Well, I mean, I have a million favorite things, but probably the, the passion that you have for everything that you're doing, right? Passion? So it, 
for whether it be work, for the kids, you know, you're very strong-willed, very passionate about what you're doing. And I think that's one of the things that I'm attracted to most. I remember when we first met, it was like you always had a drive to do your own thing, your own work, school, whatever it may be. Um, that that's what I'm that's what I'm attracted to a lot of times. That's one of my favorite things. I feel like that could be a least attractive thing too, because sometimes I get crazy. No, that's that's I mean, yeah, that's a part of it. Like a lot of times, somebody's favorite thing is is yeah, going to be, be your, their strength is going to be part of their weakness. Right. That's how it goes. So. That's one of the things. Okay, um, least favorite. Least favorite. Let me make it. Let me pretend like it takes me a while to think about this. No, go. No, just say yeah. I think that's better when it comes right off the dome. No, I, I think, haven't heard this in a while. I think so just tell me. sometimes hot, cold, like too much, like sometimes overreactive sometimes, and I think a lot of times. You're dating a Cuban girl, and that's why. Yeah. No, I I have to. I, I understand what comes with a lot of that. So I think just you know a lot of people go through the same thing, but just sometimes. I think there's an overreaction that isn't necessary. Um, I'm a product of my environment because I come yeah. from parents who are very similar. Yeah, I just, and that's that's about it. <clears throat> oh, wow. All right. <laughs> um, one more question and then we'll wrap it up because this is kind of going to be a quick podcast. Where do you see us in the next five years? Taking over the world. Uh, <laughs> that's That's always been the goal is... No, and when I say taking over the girl, the world is making strong impact uh, on the people close to us and the people all around us. I think that's, and I think you're doing that with this podcast, whether you know it or not. Um, you know, there's certain ways that we can continue to do that. And you think about over five years where we can go as a family can be somewhere extremely special. I think, uh, yeah, creating a legacy for our kids. Yeah, I, I think that's that's a part of it, like showing them. But creating a legacy is showing them how to give back, showing them, right. you know, and it's not just your close <clears throat> community. It, and community means so many different things. Mm -hmm. It could be internationally. It could be a trip to Korea and being able to give back there and touch there, you know, and I, I just see us doing more of those things. That's what I was going to say. I was going to say traveling more, creating more memories, and, you know, just continuing to show that, like, our family is everything and that we're teamwork. But in, in five years, I see us continuing to create, make this house a home and filling it up with more laughs. And, and if we just, need to move on to the next house? No, we're not moving. <laughs> Still we do that. We're not moving, guys. He really <laughs> wants to move, like, already. And we just moved into this house five years ago. All right, babe. Thanks. I love you. Love you, too. Good job. All right. Thank Keep you, guys. Keep up the good work. Keep up the good work. Uh, all right. Yucky mommies. <laughs> oh, wait. Do you have a yucky mommy moment for me? A yucky mommy Sorry, moment. Sorry, guys. So yucky mommy moment is like, um, I bought a yucky mommy moment one week was like when Zeke told me he wanted to be a zookeeper. And I was like, like my first initial reaction being like, wow, that's great. I was like, no, they don't make any money. You're not going to be a zookeeper. Like I felt after the fact, like I felt yucky for like telling him that he can't do that because yucky he's not going to make any moment. You know, oh, man. Any money. Well, I had a yucky, this was... Okay, yucky daddy, whatever. Well, last, or two weeks ago, when Xander and Zeke learn about Bible stories. And they oh, learn about yeah, the, that's a good one. The, the fiery furnace. And I, I was telling Xander about the story, but he had already heard about the he's story. He's known the he story. Like, Xander thrives for the Bible. He knows yeah, the story. Yeah, so I was but telling him how... But I think he's starting to get older to realize like, the concept Yeah, there was another one in the fire, Jesus. And... Part of it was like they so they have the they have the they have the what's the YouTube thing that they watch? Um, 
God, it's I'll the write book. It. Uh, the it's a it's a story, about story book. No, I forget what it's called. Um, Gosh, now I forget. Yeah, but it's about the Bible. It does a story story uh, stories in the Bible, oh, and he didn't want it. I told him about it, and Zeke said he had watched it, and yeah, Xander was all scared because of the fire. School, and he was like, right? somebody was in the fire. Yeah, and this was after school, and I'm driving them right after school because they had just watched a different episode of it. As soon as Xander got home, he was like, you could tell he emotionally he was shut down. And it was all because I was kind of telling him about the the story, but also the good parts. Right. Like, I was mostly telling about Guys, the good part, but he just, all he could whole, think about was like he, uh, somebody in the fire. Like, he <laughs> thought he was going to be in the fire. He opens the door, they come in for school, and like, as soon as they open the door for school, they're like so excited to see whoever did not pick them up. And Xander just comes in, like, if you're watching this, and he was just like, like a blank face. And he runs towards me and starts crying. And I'm like hugging him. Guys, this was at 3.30. Fast forward to like 7.30 p.m. And I'm giving him a bath. And he's still sitting in the bath like somber, just like, like no emotion. Yeah, and he didn't want me to touch he him didn't or want, anything. He didn't want Xavier to touch him. I don't think he wanted to know that... Like, Xavier, Xander's are one that's like, doesn't want to cause any issues. So I don't think he wanted to know that he had like, that Xavier had caused this for him. But yeah, Xavier definitely felt yucky because Xavier like would look at him and he was just like, like wanting to cry. Like, it was so sad. Yeah. Like, you were sad. Yeah, you? so that's my yucky daddy moment. moment. Awesome. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you for listening. We'll catch you on the next one. Thank you. Our moments are yucky.